speaking, it was done. Welcome to sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Reverend Dr. Matthew Richard. A reading from Philippians, the fourth chapter. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. I rejoiced in the Lord greatly, and now at length you have revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation, whatever circumstance, I am to be content. I know how to be brought low and how to abound in any and every circumstance. I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hungry, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Yet it was kind of you to share in my trouble. And you Philippians yourself know that the beginning of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, no church entered into partnership with me in giving and receiving, except you only. Even in Thessalonica, you sent me help for my needs once again. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that increases to your credit. I receive full payment and more. I am well supplied, having received from Ephroditus the gifts you sent, a fragrant offering, a sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God. And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. To God our Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. In the name of Jesus. Amen. My friends, it seems to me that my gratitude, my thanksgiving, my gratitude, my gratefulness is often attached to my circumstances. For example, let me let you in on a little secret how Matt Richard works. If I have a lot of money in my bank account and the bills are paid, well, I tend to be not just a little bit, but very, yes, very thankful. But when I have hospital bills or car bills or home improvement bills or clothing bills, yes, those clothing bills, and home improvement bills and so forth with low money in the bank, well, I'm not very thankful. And I often feel a bit cursed. Now, I'm assuming that the same is true for you as well. If your business is going well, well, then you are thankful. If your health is going well, well, you are thankful. If you had good crops on the farm, you are thankful. If you have had good grades at school, you are thankful, and so forth. But again, what if your circumstances are not going well? Then what? 
what happens to Thanksgiving when your circumstances are not going well? Well, I suppose there's always a way to find gratitude and thankfulness in life despite our circumstances. Perhaps you and I, we could focus on different circumstances when things are not going well over here. Yes, I suppose we could then shift our view to different circumstances. I guess I suppose we could. For example, we could do this always. We could focus on the fact that the poorest of Americans, the poorest 20% of Americans are still richer than the majority of Europe, than most Europeans. Or we could double down. We could focus on the fact that the poorest 5%, the poorest 5% of Americans are still richer than 70%. Get that, 70% of the world's population. Now, I suppose this should make us feel a little bit more grateful. It maybe should conjure up thanksgiving in our hearts. But truth be told, it probably most likely makes us feel more guilty than anything else. More guilty than thankful, so that doesn't work. Well, perhaps we could then try to find gratitude in our health. Yes, I suppose that we could look to the circumstances of our very own health. For example, we could always focus on the fact that the average American lives to be 79 years old. Compared to the 1800s where the average American colonist lived, get this, to be only 28 years old. Now, I guess this should make us feel a bit more grateful. I would suppose. However, truth be told, it probably makes us a bit upset. Upset that we have to live so long with all of these aches and pains when those before us were able to cut their suffering short. Well, we could possibly change our perspective a little bit more and look at our circumstances with technology. That might work. Yes, we could be thankful for our great technology that we have. After all, technology has improved a lot for us. For example, we live in heated and insulated houses with televisions that speak and talk to us, dishwashers that clean for us, and laundry machines that wash for us. And we carry around, carry around these metal and plastic screens that are connected to the internet, and they give us access, get this, they give us access to more information than the famous ancient Alexandrian library of Egypt. But then again, unlike the generations before us, all of this extra technology that we have has not made life simpler, but just more complex. Indeed, more complex. Instead of just doing one thing, perhaps like maybe cooking food, Now we cook food and we wash dishes, we wash clothes, we dry clothes, and we talk on our phones at the same time. Sure, we can travel over land and air and sea at very high speeds for a vacation, but we do this while working on our laptops. Yes, while working on our laptops, while calling on our phones and texting employees at the same time. So while we can be grateful for more efficiency... I'm afraid that our gratitude is robbed. It is robbed when we realize that our mind is certainly more divided with a great deal of many things than it has ever been before. So, dear friends, truth be told, I'm afraid that for every single circumstance in life, in this life, we can find reasons to be thankful on the one hand as well as reasons to complain and even to curse. But why 
Perhaps the great question tonight is this, why did this not seem to be the case with the Apostle Paul? Why did Paul, in our reading from this evening from Philippians, why did Paul, from this reading of Philippians, let all the people hear that his requests are to be made known to God with prayer and thanksgiving, where he tells the Christians of Philippi, he tells us to let all of our requests be made known to God with prayer and with thanksgiving. Not just some, but all. How could Paul say this? In every circumstance, in every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. How was Paul thankful and joyful regardless of whether he was brought low in poverty or raised high with prosperity? How is this? Well, my friends, the Apostle Paul, he learned the secret of thanksgiving. The secret of thanksgiving during good and bad circumstances. And he shares this secret with us. The secret is this, that Paul's contentment, Paul's assurance, and his gratitude, get this, they were not tied to his circumstances. I repeat, they were not tied to each and individual circumstance of his life. His contentment, his assurance, and his gratitude were not even tied to his own feelings of how he felt about a situation or a time or tied to his surroundings. But instead, Paul's contentment, his assurance, and his gratitude were tied to another. They were tied to Christ. And so, hear this, baptized saints. Hear this. Yes, hear this. When the doctor tells you, when the doctor tells you that your spouse has terminal cancer, and you feel all the energy and the strength fall out of your body and hit the floor, when you smash your car and your little child is killed on impact, when you haven't felt the kicks in your womb and you see a motionless child on the altar sound, when you hear the news you're fired and you only have a hundred bucks in your savings, when your eyesight fails and you feel and you just know, you just, you just feel it, you feel your heart slowing with each beat beginning to slow. When this happens, do not look in fear to your circumstances. Do not look in fear to your circumstances, but look to the one that stands above your circumstances. Look outside your circumstances of life and say this, thank you, Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Christ, that you've held me in life and thank you that you will hold me through this circumstance and that you will even hold me through death, through death itself, the veil of tears, through the shadow of death itself, that you will hold me to eternity. As baptized saints, our health, our health may fail. Our souls may droop. Our wallets may be empty. And pain may set in. However, Christ remains. He is the strength of your heart. He is yours forever. And you belong to him as good or as bad as it gets. And that is how it is for you with your Christ, your Jesus. 
So tonight, baptized saints, if you have been brought low this last year from your circumstances, whatever they may be, know this. You are still united with Christ through your baptism. Or if you've been brought high, abounding with plenty this last year, you are still, you are still united with Christ through baptism. Hear this, wherever you find yourself today, in whatever disappointments or heartbreaks you have suffered, in whatever sorrow or grief you have experienced, in whatever joy or gladness that you have, know that your contentment, know that your assurance and your thankfulness do not depend on whether your hands are full or whether they are empty, but it depends upon Christ who holds you forgiven depends upon Christ who holds you forgiven in his nailed mark hands. Blessed saints, may the reality of Christ who is for you this evening and not against you, may this reality strengthen your faith this evening and bless you this Thanksgiving season. Know that as good or as bad as it gets, you have forgiveness and you have life and you have salvation in Christ. And this assurance and this joy cannot, indeed they cannot be taken from you. Thank you, Christ, for your mercy, we pray. Amen. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with thine Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org. The Lord bless and keep you. you.